It's May 27th, 2016, and you're listening to the Architecture Happy Hour. I'm Laura. And I'm Larry. And it's a two-drink minimum, so grab your glass and let's get started. Well, all I keep thinking is tick, 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 tick. It's like, it's the countdown. Is that your biological <laughs> clock, Larry? No, that's like, I keep thinking, okay, it's five weeks. Got five weeks left. Oh, shit, I've got five weeks <laughs> left. <laughs> like, no. Like, I'm thinking, you know, what's left to get done? Okay, I've got to get that project done. Okay, this done. I've got to get Holly trained on that. i got to get QuickBooks and just. I know, the to-do list is constantly growing. Yeah. Yeah. So if you missed one of the last podcasts where we talked about Larry's impending departure from dun, HPD, dun, 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 dun. yes, July he will 1st. be July first. He'll be leaving us as a partner at HPD Architecture here in Dallas. The P has left the building. Oh dear, <laughs> we are without P. Oh dear. So yes, yeah, so tick tick tick. This is you know we got to figure out. Well, I don't have to figure out anything, but yeah, <laughs> you've got to figure stuff. out what you're going to do. Yeah, what, what, what do I want to be when post HPD? What does your life look yeah. like? Yeah, we were talking earlier, and um, yeah, I check the AIA job boards every day and you know, see what's out there. And I was telling Laura there was at least two jobs that popped up, and, and all I could think was, who in their right mind would possibly, possibly want to do this? Which is probably why they're looking for somebody to do yeah, this, because yeah. whoever was doesn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I've done this long enough. And probably it was all of six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I probably walked in the first day and went, mm, no, we're done. Because yeah. it was, um, one was the, the director of operations for the New York City Public Housing Authority. So imagine you're the person who's responsible for $3.3 billion worth of construction and like 24,000 housing units and, you know, a certain percentage are Section 8. And how do you do that? I mean, how it's do you... It's just as a, like being a giant landlord, right? Well, I guess. But Nothing I mean, to it. I mean, how do you... Change out a dishwasher now and again. Uh, yeah, paint, I guess. Paint a wall of siding. It's all good. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Right, that's what that's $3.3 billions for. Right, right. But yeah, but apparently it was that job and I guess the job above that. But the same thing, Gosh. it's like just, you know, it has to take a special kind of person. I was telling Laura, like, okay, what would I have to do? Well, first of all, set up my, my Swiss bank accounts because there's probably going to be bribe money that I'm going to have to, like, funnel away somewhere. <laughs> so, you know. There's probably a consultant somewhere that would teach you how to deal with that, right? Well, you know, I just hired James <laughs> as my consultant on the, on the project. And we could just funnel it all into Perfect. his, you know, quote-unquote company. I'm sure you could expense that <laughs> once you got there, right? Probably so. Of course. Pay him and expense him. Yes. Perfect. Awesome. But, yeah, the, the, so there was those two jobs. And there was also a job for the uh, uh, Port Authority in New York. And again, same thing. I thought this giant, giant bureaucracy and how do people do it? I mean, how do people... You know, I always think, oh, I never want to work with someone like HOK or HKS. It's got 300 people. Then you think the Port Authority, there's probably thousands of people tied up into this thing. And I'm like, no, no, I mean, you just be this little cog in the operation. And I, I don't know, I just was floored. Well, I've never been in a position like that, so I cannot speak personally. But I would imagine that you have lots and lots of people under you that actually manage all the people in the day-to-day -day stuff. So you're oh, yeah. really the big overseer of the, oh, sure. you know, the puppeteer of all the puppets. Yeah. But 
yeah, I don't, I can't really even relate. That's why I, I tell my husband who works on giant uh, hospitals mm-hmm. and he's an architect also, but his projects are just of, of a scale that I can't even get my head around. Yeah. That's why residential is so good for me. But yeah, I said, I, I cannot work in that scale. It has to be down at people, people scale. People I need, level, yeah. yeah, you know, give me a couple thousand square feet of a house and I'm happy. But yeah. So there are people that can manage and do well at that level of responsibility yeah. well, and, and the, scope. The politics alone. Oh yeah. You know, just in the position of that. You know, much less trying to do your regular day job. Oh yeah. Then you're dealing with the politics side of things and being the person getting hauled up in front of committees or on the news being blamed for whatever's going on. I mean right. just I just but yeah, so so you know, you're you're seeing these very normal jobs listed. Sure. On the job boards, you know, senior architect, intern, you know, whatever this, whatever that, and suddenly it's like director of operations, New York. Oh, I'm like, bubble, back it Whoa. up. It's one of those things. Ah, okay, I'm going to click on this and read this because <laughs> no, not something you see every day. Not something you see every day. So, so anyway, so yeah, I'm still looking for work. <laughs> still looking for a job. <laughs> Haven't found it yet. For um, your new purpose. For my new purpose in life. Make right? yes. Put your passions to work. Yes. So. uh um, I've applied for a few, but haven't really heard anything back. So I'm just going to keep plugging away. I figure it will come to me when it comes to me. Oh yeah, definitely. And not, and not be, you know, I have to have a job, you know, right away and jump at something because I have to have a job. Right. Um, however, that being said, <laughs> you have to have a job. I have to have a job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, and, um, if you listen to, was it last, last time, the last podcast, we talked about softball. Yes, because yeah, yeah. for whatever reason, there it must have been like the softball world series or something. Something, yeah, yeah. It just softball was on my TV all the time, and I don't know if that's because we were in between other sports or what was going on. But yeah. I just was having this this fascination with the hair bows in yeah. in softball, and it was college softball. Right. Not that yeah, there yeah. is really any other that would be on TV well, except for maybe Olympic that's coming up. But that's true. Anyway, that's true. So yeah, so I asked my friend Greg who plays. You know, league softball. I guess I said, "Oh yeah, that's a big school thing. You know, the girls, you know, the team gets together and they decide on you know what kind of ribbon they want, what color, you know, oh, all wow. sorts of things. So it's a big becomes this big. It's group part, of decision, part of the uniform. Uniform. Okay, okay. Um, but again, they st- I mentioned to him. I said, "But you know, they don't. You know, how do you do that when you're trying to put on your you know your batting helmet and you've got a bow <laughs> this, you know the size of your Kansas yes. or something?" And he said, "Well, I haven't really thought about that, but yeah, that's that's apparently a big." Big school thing. So there we go. We have, okay. We well, have so a quasi answer. Thank you. Closure on the softball bow yes. issue. Thank you, Greg. <laughs> oh, much appreciated. <laughs> but anyway, well, um, what we thought we'd talk about today, and this is really an interesting thing because I've, I've not had the chance to do this. You know, we, we talk about speaking a lot, and we're typically talking to people who are our peers. Yeah, professionals. Yeah. Folks so, out in the workforce, yeah. So, yeah, so, you know, it's adults, adults. generally. Yeah, generally. <laughs> Over um, the voting age. Yeah. Yep. And so it's an easier conversation for us to have. But Laura got to do career day at her son's elementary school. Was it was it last week? Yeah. It was just last week. Last yeah, Friday, last Friday. Yeah. yeah. Which is, we were supposed to podcast last Friday. Yes. And so podcasting, she went and did career day at her son's school. He didn't get to participate. Right. So my son is in first grade, soon to be a very big second grader and uh so the but the career day was reserved just for the third through sixth grade students and there are 
eight of those classes of, you know, varying grades. And um, they had enough career day speakers that we had four sessions. So half of the kids got to hear from me and, uh, you know, three other speakers. And then the other half of the kids, um, there were actually two architects. So I was a residential architect. There was another commercial architect. Mm -hmm. So fortunately, all eight classes of the kids got to hear from an architect. So I was happy about that. That's great. Yeah. So I got to speak to third, fourth, and fifth graders. I don't think I had any sixth graders, but um, those were the, the kids that I was assigned to. And um, it was so much fun. I thought, you know, if this architecture gig doesn't work out, I might be able to go into teaching because it was, I just had a blast kind of like they, their eyes popped out of their heads. They went, oh, you know, there were those great moments of like, what? That's what architecture is about? So that was really fun to sort of, you know, open their eyes to a whole career that maybe they had never even encountered. Of course, some of the kids were like, oh, yeah, my dad does that. Or, you know, (laughs) oh, my mom works down at the city or, you know, you know, my dad builds houses. So there were a few that were a little bit familiar with it, but it was kind of fun to get them interacting with the presentation and like, you know, well, what does... Does anybody know what a client is? And, you know, to hear what they had to say and, um, you know, talk about being an architect, how I have to be the leader of a team of a lot of people. I work with a lot of, you know, engineers and uh, designers and landscape people and, uh, you know, the contractors. And so I have to know what everybody's doing. And so I made the analogy of I'm kind of like the quarterback of the football team. You know, I get everybody into a huddle and everybody, you know, I need to know what position everybody's playing and what their job is and make sure I know where on the field they're going to be. And, and so everybody has their job. And so one of the kids goes, so you're kind of like the boss. (laughs) <laughs> I just said to laugh. I said, oh, yes, I am. I am like the, I'm going to put that on my business card. I am the boss. And they all, they got a kick out of that. That thought that was funny. But, but it was, I liked that he yeah. sort of took my analogy and, and boiled it down to just kind of like the boss. So, yeah. Well, yeah, well, well, well you're going to read your business cards. You might as well just put that one Absolutely. Right yes. Yeah. I am the boss yeah. of everything. Yes. <laughs> so that was really cute. And they, um, so I, I sort of walked them through, you know, when I, on my very first slide, I had a little PowerPoint presentation so I could show them pretty pictures. Um, but I said, you know, I am an architect, but I'm a very special kind of architect. And I had up on the the screen residential architect under my name. And I said, can anybody read this word up here? You know, of course, I'm talking to kids that have only been reading for a couple of years. So I said, you know, can you see that? And do you know what that word is? And, you know, so we talked about residential and, and it was fun to say, well, do you know what residential is and and some of them get really excited and they raise their hand right away and and then I call on them and they go um you know it takes about 10 seconds for them to go um I can't remember <laughs> you know? I don't know it's just really cute you know being around kids that age so yeah, sure. so we kind of talked about how architects get to do lots of things and how when I grew up I didn't really know I was going to be an architect but yeah. that I was really good at math and science and I really enjoyed art yeah. And I didn't want to just go into graphic design and, or I didn't want to just be a biologist. I, I had to find some way to combine them. And so I talked to them about, you know, how I picked architecture in college and, um, and then talked to them about, you know, what does it take to become an architect about? You know, you can't just show up one day after high school and say, hi, I'm an architect. You well, know, not you, anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I talked to them about how you have to go to college and not just a community college, but a real four-year college. And sometimes you have to go to even more school than that. And then you have to actually work in an architecture office and that's called an internship. So I walked him through all the steps and then you have to take all your tests and, um, and how long that whole process actually takes. 
And then I said, and then this was the fun part of the presentation. I said, you know, but then after you do all that work, you get to pick your favorite kind of design. And so that's when I went into talking about how, you know, there's architects that do all sorts of things, but my favorite thing was working on houses and working with people who own houses and how I really get to know them really well. So then I got into the HGTV part of the, of the PowerPoint where I got to show them the before photos and then the during construction photos and then the big reveal was the after photos. Mm-hmm. And, and there, it was, that part was fun because they were, of course, they all knew what HGTV was and we talked about Fixer Upper and all that. But they, um, you know, I would go to the, the final reveal, the big fancy professional photo, and it was like, oh, oh wow, so cool. Oh, what? You know, just, oh, and I was like, and that right there is why I do my job. Oh, man, you know, that right there. Drop the mic. It was, yeah. yeah, it was super fun. How fun. And then the other part that we did, once I, I only spent about maybe 10, 15 minutes on that, yeah. you know, just kind of telling him about what I do. But then I said, so now you guys get to be architects. And I, um, I had made up this little one-page worksheet that says at the top of the page, it says, My Summer Camp. And it has a line that's where they get to name their summer camp, and then it says designed by. So they got to write their name, that they were the architect. And I gave them basically like a property line boundary and sort of just a site plan so they could sort of schematically, you know, put a, a summer camp together. But I sort of walked them through essentially the design process of how we work with a client. They got so excited. I said, we're going to design a summer camp since we're so close to the end of school. They just, in fact, next week is their last week of school. And uh, I said, so think about what you love to do more than anything. If you could do something all day long, what would you do? You know, I threw out ideas like, do you love swimming? Do you love watching movies or playing video games or horseback riding or fishing or, you know, just playing soccer or football, whatever. Chasing after the ice cream truck. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> there. Um, and so I said, so pick what's your most favorite thing and let's build a camp around that. Let's figure out what we're going to do. So yeah. then we talked about uh, you know, in architect talk, it's called adjacencies, but we said, so if you are not, you know, I had them list three things that would be, you know, what would they need to make this camp super awesome? Yeah. And so I said, so these three things, should they be really close together, like all in one building? Or do you want them to spread them out? Like if you want a ropes course, do you want sort of, you know, this piece way over here and then connect it with a path? So we talked about, you know, basically how we design a house, you right, know, right. do you want things close together or far apart? And right. And we, on the little site plan, there was a, a lake, so they had access to water and a beach. And some kids drew little piers or water slides into the <laughs> lake. That was cute. And then I said, and then the last piece of what we do with design is we have to think about what are all the other things that are not super special, but we really probably need them there, you know, to be out there all day because you probably need bathrooms. And if you're going to have food, you might need a kitchen and maybe a dining hall. And, you know, think about what's in your school that you guys use every day. You might need an office and maybe a nurse if you're going to, you know, if you're going to be doing, you know, zip lines and rope courses and stuff, you might need someplace to have some Band-Aids. And you kind of (laughs) talked about it at their level. And so that, and that probably took about 10 to 15 minutes. And they had a blast. They totally got into it. They all had brought their pencils and, and something to write on. So it was really easy to let them be creative and they loved that they had total control over it that it was their their the camp thing, and their yeah. fun thing they got to think about and so some kids were super focused on one activity like horseback riding or whatever and other kids called their camps like camp everything 
<laughs> they couldn't decide they do, on one they do thing. Everything here, they, everything so is fabulous. Know. So they had swimming pools and tree houses, and it was really fun. And the oh, teachers funny. gave great feedback. They were like, "This was fantastic." And one of the um, the the uh, counselor, the school counselor that sort of had coordinated the career day, she's like, "I'm hearing from kids in the hallways that they want to be a residential architect." And they loved the camp design project. And oh, cool. so, yeah, so I, I was really cool. pleased with how it went. Yeah, well, I had to cute. say when, when uh, you were putting everything together, that when I saw the camp the workshop, you know, that's cool. It and is cool, yeah. That's going to be fun. And, and uh, you know, the, uh, I don't know, four or five years ago, when the AIA National had their big convention in DC, not DC, in um, New Orleans. In New Orleans, yeah. It was the year of Architect Barbie. And they were bringing in busloads of elementary age girls, and no boys, just all the girls, girls. just oh, wow. the girls, and bringing them in by the busload and onto the expo floor, which is intimidating in and of itself. Really it's intimidating, yeah. Huge, but there's one section set aside, and they had women architects talking to these girls about you know, what it was like to be an architect, you know, what you had to do, mm-hmm. and all sort of kind of career day sorts of things, but on. What must have been an epic you know, for these for these young women on an epic scale? I mean, to be yeah, like just that's intense, a big deal, you know, mm-hmm. to have these women out there talking to you, but just love. I mean, just this line of, of you know young women, girls coming in, and you're going, you know, they're going to leave here talking about it, definitely. talking about it, yeah, and they'll remember it too. Because yeah. yeah. I had opportunities like that when I was in high school. During the summer, I would go to to like science camp or, you know, whatever, where I got to go meet professional women. And there were a couple that I still to this day remember. There was a forensic scientist that um, I thought, wow. I mean, just by them talking about what they did every day, it really opened my eyes to, like, here's how you can use science in a super cool way. And, you know, here's why, you know, looking at bones is not gross. It's really interesting. You know, if they – she had – been on cases where they had found, unfortunately, found human skeletons yeah. and they had to identify them or, you know, at least sort of categorize, you know, is this a female or a male and how, yeah. what age range, you know, kind of, if you think about it, sort of morbid, sad things. But the way she talked about it in terms of science and sort of the marks on certain bones that you could know whether it's, you know, a woman and whether she'd had a baby before. And yeah, yeah. I mean, just fascinating stuff. So I, I still remember things like that, which is probably why. I enjoy and seek out opportunities to speak to kids oh, yeah. about yeah, well, what I do. Cause I can't remember ever having a career day. When really? I was, when I was in elementary school or junior high, for that matter. I just don't know that we ever had one. Well, maybe so, not. It might be sort of new. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, it, it, it may just be the you know, school district itself. Or I was so young when we had it, I don't really well, remember true. it. Well, you know, though, we were talking about earlier about how even junior high and high school has changed. I mean, mm-hmm. everything is about exposure to career paths. And, you know, if you have yeah. identified your passion and your talent, let's get you on track to to pursue that. And, and just this past weekend, I was, um, in San Antonio with our family, um, presenting a scholarship to a high school senior that was about to go to A&M and yay, yay, giga Maggie's, uh, he was, (laughs) but he's pursuing, um, I want to say he's pursuing a engineering, uh, program, but anyway, what I was fascinated by was they had each of the kids introduce themselves and I'm graduating from this high school and I'm going to this school and here's what I'm going to study. 
And the high school programs they were graduating from, it wasn't just, oh, I'm graduating from Churchill High School. It was, I'm graduating from the STEM Academy at such and such, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, or the music program at this high school. So they were already pick, basically picking their majors wow. in high school. And wow. even as I'm researching high schools and junior highs in our neighborhood, yeah. um, I'm realizing that there are STEM programs, the science, technology, engineering, and yeah. math programs within the junior highs so already they're kind of funneling the kids into those specialties yeah well and and (laughs) for where you live you there should be stem programs yes um, that's true because texas instruments your backyard neighbor yes we have sort of a tech corridor right in our backyard huge tech corridor yeah so yeah lots of science and technology stuff yeah, um, yeah. So it's fascinating. Things have changed since we were in school. For sure, changed a little bit, but it's, it's a nice opportunity. Like I said, you know, we get to speak mostly to our peers. Mm-hmm. So to try to think, okay, how do I take all of my techie talk, right, and boil it down to something that you know someone who's ten or twelve is going to grasp hold of? Yeah, because what we do is pretty complicated, yeah. and to and so I had to sort of think about what words I was going to use, and and mm-hmm. I said. You know, and, you know, I try to use that football analogy about being, you know, a part of the team. And I said, you know, so I'm not the guy out on the construction site driving the bulldozer. And I'm not the guy sitting at the desk down at City of Dallas, you know, signing a permit. I'm the person that creates this set of drawings. And I held up a set of our drawings. I said, I create these drawings so that the contractor can go build the building. You know, I had to really boil it down to the essence of, you know, what is it that we do? Why do we exist? You know, why would somebody need us? So um, I think I didn't lose too many of them. (laughs) I think they figured it out. And I had some girls, and girls especially, out in the hallway as I was walking out to my, you know, to leave, uh, just stopping me and asking more questions like, you know, well, what's that? Wood, what are those wood sticks when I drive by a house that's single? What are those? And, you know, and what's that blue and green stuff they put on the outside of the building before the rest of it goes up? And, you know, I told one little kid, I was like, so the next time you drive by one of those apartment buildings or hotels being built with the blue and green stuff, say, look, Mom, look at that sheathing. And, and I said, she will be shocked. You will you will definitely impress her if you and say you, that word. And you better hope they can pronounce sheathing. Yeah, that's true. There's, I didn't think about a, that. Not a you know, <laughs> bad pronunciation issue there. But right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's so cool. It was fun. Was yeah, neat. it was cute. Yeah. Well, and... Um, uh, I said, you know, to go over to your desk and see it, and was like, oh, this is a, this is a little sheet with the with the map on it. Oh, yeah, this is gonna be fun. And and how, will Matthew get to do? No, because he'll be second grade. He won't get to. Do yeah, it so he'll have to wait one more, more year. year. Yeah, till third grade. Yeah, but then he's gonna be like, oh, I know, mom, you, you're not gonna be my class, right? Yeah, I totally know what an architect does. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Can Daddy come? Yeah. yeah. No, there was a special effects guy there, and he brought this, like, latex head of a man. Uh-huh. Like, I'm sure that he probably builds, uh, you know, like, nose, in, yeah. you know, prosthetic-type things, that, you know, for disguises and stuff. It was super creepy. <laughs> so I was like, did anybody go to that presentation? Because that looked really weird. And they were like, yeah, it was kind of gross. Yeah. So, like three kids all dressed in black sitting going... This yeah. Is so cool. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You just don't know what's gonna kinda light up their little imaginations. But there was another guy that was in charge of the video production for um the Dallas Cowboys football team. Oh, cool. And he he brought photos of the team and, you know, signed photos of the team for the kids and so I'm sure he was very popular. 
Yeah, I didn't I didn't get to talk to him, so I don't know if he was in charge of like videotaping the practices or the games so that they could the coaches could review or yeah. if it was something else, I don't know. But anyway. Okay. So So we've had a fun couple of last it's been three yeah. weeks because we got a Yes, week we got off. off a week, but that's okay. Well, that's fine. That's fine. So we have if we keep going on a two week schedule, we have one more pop is one more podcast? No, two more no, podcasts. Actually I think the last podcast will be my last day. No, let's see how long. It might be my no, it won't be my last day. It'll be the week before. Okay, we'll, we'll look at well, the we'll figure it out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like wow, my. But last don't panic. Day. We're we have processes in place that we're yes. going to start figuring out the technology yeah. just in case if we have to do <laughs> you remotely and me in, yeah. in the office so yeah. that we're not face to face. But yeah. I'm sure if you're still in town, if you're not working full time yet, there's no reason not you to could just up pop and, up yeah. here. Yeah, just pop up here with you know, just pop up yeah. all the equipment. Yeah. <laughs> sure, why not? Sure, why not? So, well, of course, you know, like we always say, if you're in town, come see us. Come by the Architecture Happy Hour. You can find us on meetup.com or, um, you know, for that matter, tweet us and let us know you're here. Maybe pop by the office and grab some lunch. Yeah, that'd be fun. So, anyway, um, hope everyone's having a fun spring so far. Summer's yes. just around the corner. If you have kiddos graduating, congratulations. That's exciting. Of course, if you have kids who are now. You know, headed to summer camp. Good luck. Uh, yeah. Oh gosh, that's <laughs> something I got to do this weekend is finalize summer so camp that's... plans. Blah. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, now you have to do it for both. Then... No, the little one can stay in the daycare. They okay. they run full time all, all summer. Yeah. Awesome. Thank goodness. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but for the big one, yeah, we have to. There's this whole summer camp thing. It's an entire industry of full day, basically daycare for big kids. But but you got to do like super cool stuff because there's lots of camps to compete yeah, with and oh, sure so we got soccer camp and flag football camp and playground camp and football yeah camp. Uh, yeah, yeah exactly so i gotta figure out where we're gonna put him right. <laughs> well hope everyone's having a good time and good luck with your summer and we'll be back in a couple of weeks all right talk to you soon bye-bye bye